Hooked on Sports. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 70 of Hooked on Sports here on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting streaming service. Thank you so very much for tuning in on this Christmas Eve, the week, the day before week 16 of the NFL season commences, and I'm sure there are a lot of you out there that will be looking for advice on your fantasy leagues, as many fantasy leagues have their fantasy championship matches this weekend. So we're going to get into a lot uh, of fantasy discussion, and I'll give you uh, some uh, some fantasy advice on who, who you should start and who you should sit uh, as 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 you look for your fantasy championships. But we're going to get into our Week 16 games uh, against the spread in just in, in just a little bit. But before you continue on, be sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast wherever wherever you are. This way, you will get notified of wherever of Hooked On Sports is uploaded and available to the public. You can also follow this podcast on Twitter at Hooked On Sports and on Instagram at Hooked Underscore On Sports. Also, like the Facebook page for the podcast as well. Be also. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at JohnFlynn97 and on Instagram at JFlizzy for, for more of uh, up-to-date sports takes as uh, sporting events unfold. So, we're going to get into our Week 16 NFL picks against the spread in just a little bit. And we're going to get into some, uh, some fantasy uh, advice in just a little bit. But... We're going to focus uh, the, the beginning on one topic, and to me, that one topic is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you, you, you know, the Steelers have not been playing a good good brand of football the last th- three weeks, uh, as they've lost three three consecutive games. But 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 th- there's more than that when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers' struggles. That they don't have any one. Any 100-yard rushing performances since Week Six, when they destroyed the Cleveland Browns, they have not had anything since. And the Pittsburgh Steelers have had a very hard time running the football. And James Conner, Benny Snell, Benny Snell actually is some form of progress over James Conner, but you 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 know that uh, the, the the Pittsburgh's offense has been one-dimensional, and it's going to be the reason that that will prevent Pittsburgh from going far in the, in the playoffs. And it's one thing to have a super defense, which the Steelers have, but if you can't run the football, what what good is there any any anything else in your talent system going to do for you when it comes to uh, beat, beating the good teams in the playoffs? And the Steelers, the Steelers and the and the Steelers fans are going to find out the hard way this weekend when they go up against the Indianapolis Colts. But that's not the only problem with Pittsburgh's offense. Ben Roethlisberger is struggling mightily. That he leads the league in in, in, in pass attempts, but is 31st in the NFL in yards per passing attempt. And quarterbacks ahead of him, by the way, in case you're wondering, Steelers fans include Gardner Minshew, Cam Newton, Mitch Trubisky, Daniel Jones. You know, those type of quarterbacks have had more more efficient in that stat than Ben Roethlisberger. And when the team won their first 10 games, they scored at least 24 points in all 10 of those games. 
But when the calendar flipped to December, when 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 they when they started uh, their their streak of struggling offense against the lowly Baltimore Ravens, they they, they scored more no more than 19 points in each of the last five uh, each of the last four games that they're. Uh, their victory against Baltimore without Lamar Jackson, that they lo- lost the home to Washington. That that then they've then they've gotten uh, blitzed out by Buffalo and Cincinnati the last two weeks. But uh, you, you have you have to uh, you have to think about this because I didn't I did not pick the Pittsburgh Steelers to make the playoffs because I had I had grave concerns about the offense. But how how did the Steelers get to eleven and zero? They Beat Daniel Jones. They beat Denver not 100%. They beat Bill O'Brien. They beat Carson Wentz. They beat the Cowboys only by five. Who started Garrett Gilbert? And Garrett Gilbert needed that. That uh, the series needed all 60 minutes to beat the Cowboys. Then they beat the Baltimore Ravens, strung, uh, strung by COVID. And then, and then, then they've lost to. Uh, then, then they've lost to um, Alex Smith. That they got blown out by Josh Allen and the Bills. And don't tell me that twenty-six to fifteen score was closer, uh, closer in competition. But, th- but then they just lost to Ryan Finley and the Cincinnati Bengals. And if, if you lose to Ryan Finley, that th- that that's that's a fireable offense. That's fold the franchise. A, a type of deal when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Look, I I've been screaming to Steelers fans that that it, it it's gonna happen one way or another. Uh, but but Pittsburgh's weaknesses uh would would be exposed. I just didn't think it it, it would take till after they started eleven and zero to uh to ha- have their offense exposed like this. But you know, the Steelers fans need need to understand that the plan was awful. That that they they could have used that first round pick uh, to draft someone like J.K. Dobbins, uh, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, or John, or Jonathan Taylor. Um, but Fitzpatrick has been a lot uh, has has given the Steelers pretty much everything they could possibly have asked for safety. But th- this this is where uh, the problem was. The Steelers thought Ben Roethlisberger was going to be the uh, was going was still going to be the Ben Roethlisberger of old. Like Ben Roethlisberger recently as 2018, where uh, his offense was still uh, still tremendous, and even 2017 as well, when Le'Veon Bell was still um, a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But no, no, that the the Steelers look old. They look slow. And and they don't look like a team that's going that's going to go far in the playoffs. And I I, I mentioned on Monday the 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 possible scenario uh, possible scenarios of who the Buffalo Bills might face. You also also have to look at this too. The Pittsburgh Steelers uh, are 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 still uh, in the are still have not sealed their AFC North crown yet. And also look at this too. The Browns are are ten and four. The, the the Browns play the Jets while the Steelers play the Indianapolis Colts and then week 17 the Steelers and the Browns will be facing off uh, against one another in Cleveland and more than likely uh, uh, that if the matchups hold true uh, a battle for the AFC North crown and that could probably be probably be the Sunday night game next week so there's a lot to unpack about 
the Pittsburgh Steelers as we uh, as we go along, and we'll we'll see more of what the Pittsburgh Steelers are. But so, but the, the Steelers' offense, they they are in shambles right now when it comes to uh, uh when it comes to their offense, and their their offensive line hasn't done them any favors either. That P- Pittsburgh has thrived on the offensive line for, for the last uh, last dozen years, but uh, but. Losing Morky's pouncey uh, for, for a while has been has been big, and and there, there are holes in Pittsburgh's offensive line that um, that other teams are exposing and are are not uh, are not conducive to team success. So the offensive line has not been up to speed. Ben Roethlisberger looks old and washed up. The, the running backs look bad. The wide receivers keep dropping passes, and I mean Deontay Johnson and also. Can we mention Juju Smith-Schuster dancing on other teams' uniforms in pregame? I mean, if 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 that if that doesn't scream cockiness, arrogance, and ignorance by the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know what else does. So, I, I'm you look at the Steelers, and you and you really got got to be worried about the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Maybe Mike Tomlin can magically turn things around and ha- have the Steelers look like a competent team going into the postseason. But when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think that will be the case at all. For more up-to-the-date sports conversation and sports takes, you can follow me on Twitter at JohnFlynn97 and on Instagram at JFlizzy. Also remember, you can follow Hooked on Sports on Twitter and on Instagram. The handle there is Hooked underscore on sports for more multimedia content related to this podcast follow hooked on sports on facebook twitter and instagram this way you're never uh, you're never left out of the of the hottest topics in the world of sports now let's go back to hooked on sports it is week 16 of the NFL season, and there, there are some uh, there are some some people out there that'll be playing in fantasy football championships over the weekend. So what I'm going to do before we get into the picks for week 16, I'm going to give you some duds, sleepers, and studs. Uh, just fantasy duds I, I, are, would be matchups that I would avoid at all costs uh, to play. <coughs> But the, the first fantasy that I, I uh, the the sitem that I would like to uh, to provide first is Carolina running back Mike Davis against the Washington football team. Now Mike Davis is going is going to get the majority of the snaps for Carolina on Sunday with Christian McCaffrey unlikely to play. Matt, Matt Rule has, uh, hasn't ruled out having McCaffrey sit the entire season and if you're a Christian McCaffrey fantasy owner that this season has to be sick to your stomach with uh, with, with how his, his injuries have flavored out over the course of the season but Mike Davis is going up against the Washington football team and what Washington's uh, front seven has been tremendous and a lot's been said about their pass rush and and rightfully so, with with Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and among others, um, m- making noise, uh, constant noise, uh, all season long. But 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 when you have those thi- when you have those things, and and Washington's able to set a tone, I think you you really need to think about um, the ability for Carolina to run the football. And Carolina has other strengths as well. You look at 
the, you look at the passing attack and the wide receiver position with DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. So, uh, and the idea for Joe Brady's offense is to distribute the ball uh, to to several wide receivers. That's what made Joe Burrow successful at Louisiana State, and I think that's that's what's going to uh, that's the idea of his offense is in the NFL, so I don't think Mike Davis is a good matchup at all when you take a, when you look at the Carolina Panthers. Another fantasy that I want to uh, want to import for conversation is Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Nelson Aguilar against the Miami Dolphins. Look, Nelson Aguilar has been a revelation for John Gruden's offense with the Raiders that it's, um, that that he he looked stagnant. He uh, he looked slow, uh, in during his time with Philadelphia. But yeah, he he has certainly been one of the surprise uh performance season performances in the NFL this season. And uh, and you look at uh, how John Gruden wanted to attack uh, the wide receiver position during the offseason. That they added Henry Ruggs for speed. They had Al- Aguilar as another deep threat as well, which which uh, ma- makes Las Vegas' offense go more uh, more vertical. But the, but the Dolphins' defense has been outstanding all season, as particularly against wide receivers. So uh, while you might start Darren Waller because he's uh, he you know, he gets su- such a heavy load of production, Nelson Aguilar I don't think is going to get that many opportunities uh, be- because I think uh, my- Miami's defense, particularly when it, when he might be guarded by. Uh, by Byron Jones or Xavier Woods, I think that that's going to be a problem uh, that the Raiders' offense will have to encounter as the uh, as the game goes along. Let Let's give uh, I want to give you a couple of fantasy sleepers for week number sixteen. I'm going to start with David Johnson, the Houston Texans running back against the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, the the Bengals uh the the Bengals beat the Steelers, all right, but. But Benny Snell had 84 yards rushing, and and the Steelers were able to mix some things up at times, particularly in the second half. And and I think David Johnson is going to have going to have some opportunities to get some big yardage on the ground against Cincinnati. That um, that the Bengals have had a lot of problems tackling. Uh, opposing running backs all year long. That we we especially in in the first half. If if you saw that game with uh, how the Browns were able to uh, to uh, carve up Cincinnati's rush defense, that Cincinnati has a lot of problems tackling. I think David Johnson uh, can, can give you 15 to 20 points in 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 a normal fantasy league when um, when he goes up against the Bengals on. On Sunday, another sleeper I want wanted to put uh, in for for consideration: Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Russell Gage against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it, it, I, his his stock for the weekend is is going to be up because the Falcons are unlikely to get the services of Julio Jones for the game against the Champs. But when you have Calvin Ridley, and I and I definitely think. Uh, the the Chiefs are going to put some focus on Calvin Ridley with the way he's been playing all season, and Calvin Ridley just coming off a 150-yard, nine-catch, one-touchdown performance. I think Russell Gage is going to get a good amount of targets from Matt Ryan on Sunday, so I definitely think 
while Kansas City, I think, is going to focus on Calvin Ridley, I think the Chiefs offense is going to put up a lot of points that will force the Falcons to throw the ball a little bit. So I think Russell Gage should should definitely get his fair share of targets when it comes to this incident, when it comes to the um, wide receiver position for the Falcons. Now, a couple of fantasy studs I want to... Uh, offer and both of these are actually are actually in my fantasy league on my fantasy team. I'm going to start with Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles running back against the Dallas Cowboys, and Miles Sanders has all of a sudden been a revelation with Jalen Hurts in as a starting quarterback. And I and I definitely think that now that there's going to be a lot of focus for Dallas's defense on Jalen Hurts with the way he's transformed the Eagles' offense and has somehow kept the Eagles in. The, uh, the NFC East conversation. I think Miles Sanders gets lost in the shuffle because um, uh, be, because Miles Sanders' production uh, dwindled when Carson Wentz uh, decided not to play well at times, and particularly uh, in the time leading up to him being benched. So I think Miles Sanders has an excellent matchup against the Dallas Cowboys, and I think he he should go off uh, on the Cowboys on Sunday. And finally, the last fantasy stud. Tom Brady going up against three buildings since 1957 Detroit Lions, and th- th- this this is a it, this is a pipe dream matchup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for, uh, when it comes to securing a, a postseason berth. And Tom Brady has been sensational um, the, the last couple of weeks with um, uh, with with throwing, throwing the football. And Brady, when you factor in, when you factor him in, when you factor in him going up against guys like uh, against the Lions defense, which I I think is one of the one of the three worst defenses in the National Football League. That it's a tremendous, tremendous matchup, and you should if you have Tom Brady, you absolutely need to start Tom Brady on Sunday. And now it is time for that part of the program where I unveil all of my picks and predictions against the spread for week number 16 in the National Football League. Uh, straight up, last week I was 12 and 4. That you know, I wish I could have could have picked the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Cincinnati Bengals, and I wish I could have picked the Chargers to beat the Raiders. But that 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 that's all for last week. I was 12 and 4 last week. Uh, picking the games outright, I am 153 and se- se- 70 and one overall. Last week against the spread, I was 7-7 and two. I was even. So now I am 113, 106 and five uh, for the season against the spread. So there are two, there are tw- uh, 32 more games in in the NFL um, during the regular season. We will see. Uh, how much better I can do from last season, and it, it, it looks like I'm on the track for improving upon my record from last season. So we're gonna start with the uh, with the with the games on Friday and Saturday, the Christmas Day matchup, the New Orleans Saints. They're at home, favored by seven, 
taking on the Minnesota Vikings, and I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I think Drew Brees adds, adds, adds a different dimension to the Saints offense that Taysom Hill couldn't add. Obviously, Sean Payton wants to import Taysom Hill into certain situations uh, that, that'll be conducive to being successful, but I think when it's all said and done, I think you need to look at the Saints as winners in this one, and I think the Vikings, the Vikings season will and will end at the hands of the Saints on Christmas Day. So give me the Saints to win 30 to 20. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are on the road. They're favored by 9.5, taking on the rebuilding since 1957 Detroit Lions. And I just mentioned Tom Brady's matchup against the Lions, and I think that that's going to be the, the story. Tom Brady going up against that dreadful Lions secondary. I'll take the Buccaneers. Uh, to, I'll lay the 9.5 here, and I'll take the Bucks to win 38-24. to The Arizona Cardinals, they are at home, favored by 5, taking on the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm going to take the Cardinals in this one. I think uh, the, the Cardinals certainly uh, rediscovered their mojo uh, offensively, and, and that's and that's getting Kyler Murray to do Kyler Murray things, and we and that that's how they were successful the last two weeks against the Giants and the Eagles, I, and I think it will continue on here uh, against against the reeling 49ers squad that just got knocked out. A playoff consideration last week when they lost to the Dallas Cowboys. So give me the Cardinals to win, and I'll take the Cardinals to win by a nine. The Miami Dolphins, they are on the road. They're favored by three, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. And I think Miami's defense is is special. And Brian Flores is in the conversation for Coach of the Year, and rightfully so. And, and and listen, with the way the Ravens have been playing, I mean, when you look at uh, the, the rest of the a- AFC uh, playoff conversation, and we, we did not put much time on the Dolphins on Monday, but this, this is a game that the, the Dolphins are probably not going to make the playoffs if they don't win this, this football game. So I'll take the Dolphins to win by five and, and cover the spread. This this is a tricky game to pick against the spread. The Kansas City Chiefs, they are at home, favored by 10.5, taking on the Atlanta Falcons. And I, I, this, this screams shootout to me, if, if you ask me. And I think Kansas City's offense can put up some points. Atlanta's offense can put up some points. I think this, this is going to be a showdown between two of the most prolific quarterbacks in the National Football League. But... I think at the end, it comes to the better coach, and I think the better defense, and the one more likely to make make a stop on defense in the end, I think, um, is the, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, I'll take the Chiefs to win 41-34, to so I'm going to, I'm going to grab the 10.5 points here with the Atlanta Falcons. The Chicago Bears, they are on the road, favored by 7.5, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and... I'm going to grab the point here with Jacksonville. I I know seven and a half. I just think for for Trubisky, Nagy, and the Bears, and and yes, the way they've been playing has been commendable, and I give Trubisky a lot of credit for you know, for actually putting up numbers an NFL quarterback is supposed to over a over a month long span. I just don't I don't I just don't trust the line here. I think the Bears come back down to earth a little bit. 
but I think oh, I think their defense ma- makes some big stops on Gardner Minshew's offense late to secure the victory. So I'm going to take the Bears to win 24 to 20 over the Jaguars. The, the Houston Texans, they're at home, favored by eight, taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm going to th- I'm going to take the upset here. I think the Bengals are going to win the football game outright. And, and I just think the Texans are so deflated after losing twice to the Colts, I think, uh, and, and lose, losing big time to the Bears. So I think with all, with all those things being equal... I, and I think with the way the Bengals defense has been playing, you you, you realize that that the, the Cowboys beat the Bengals on, on, uh, on because of turnovers. So, but Houston's de- run run defense is dreadful, and we we we've we've saw that we've seen that the last three weeks with Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery going off on their on their defense. I think the Bengals are going to do the same, and I think the Bengals will. We'll, we'll we'll find a way to win. And I'll take them to win twenty to sixteen. The Cleveland Browns they are on the road, favored by nine and a half, taking on the artist formerly known as the Jets. And I I just think the matchup here for 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 the Browns is, is too good to be true. When when you look at the Browns defense going up against the Jets and the the uh, you I think well, a lot of lots been said about Baker and Baker Mayfield and that offense but you have to give the defense the credit as well that they're that they are they are a little they're a bit void at the linebacker position but Miles Garrett can be a game wrecker we we, we saw that Denzel Ward is a, a excellent corner one of the best corners in the NFL, I think the Browns certainly got that pick right when it when it came to that in 2018. So I'm going to take the Browns to win, and I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns to cover. The Indianapolis Colts, they are on the road at 10-4, and four, favored by a point and a half, taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, I, and I'm actually surprised the Colts are favored here, but... It, with with the way the Steelers have been playing, the Colts have been playing. These are two teams uh, trending in opposite directions. I'll take the Colts to beat the Steelers in overtime by a field goal. The Baltimore Ravens they are at home, favored by ten, taking on the artist formerly known as the New York Football Giants. And I'm I'm going to to lay the points here on the Ravens. I I just I just don't think the Ravens are are playing at a level that would. Uh, that would that would scream Giants cover. I just Baltimore's defense uh, is a juggernaut, and their offense uh, is beginning to put things together at the right time. Baltimore has an easy schedule, I think, uh, and John Harbaugh knows that the Ravens can't overlook anything because because uh, th- th- there there could be a possibility the Ravens miss the playoffs entirely if they don't beat the Giants on Sunday. So give me the Baltimore Ravens to win. And giving the Baltimore Ravens to cover. The Washington football team, they're at home, favored by two and a half, taking on the Carolina Panthers. And I'm going to take the Panthers to win the game out right here. And what Washington's offense is broken when Alex Smith isn't isn't um, behind under center. And Alex Smith uh, was listed as out on the injury report on Wednesday, and Dwayne Haskins, who violated COVID protocols, is. I, that is not a very good sign for Washington, and I'll take the Panthers to win the game outright. The LA Chargers, they are at home, favored by three, taking on the Denver Broncos, and 
I'm going to I'm going to take the Broncos here. I, I they got they got blown out by Josh Allen and the Bills on Thursday on Saturday afternoon, and I, I just think they're going to carry some frustration with them to the Chargers. And the, I don't know how the Chargers beat the Raiders, but. The, the Chargers still aren't a good team. They still are not a well-coached football team. They are not a team uh, that, that knows how to thrive in the clutch. And my, my, uh, Mike Badgley missed two field goals in the last five minutes of regulation on uh, on um, on Thursday night last week. So I'm going to take the Broncos to win this game outright. This, this game, I don't think any game has more playoff implications uh, than, than this one. When you look at the division, when you look at uh, at their positions in the division and the wild card. The Seattle Seahawks, they are at home favored by a point and a half, taking on the LA Rams. And I just don't think, uh, with with the way Sean McVay and, and that defense were humiliated against the Jets last week, I don't think... Uh, that 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 certainly certainly is going to hold well at all with Rams fans. It's not going to hold well with Jared Goff. Certainly not Aaron Donald, who certainly uh, vented his frustration uh, in the final minutes on on Sunday against the Jets. So with that in mind, I'm going to take the Rams to win this game outright. I still think Seattle has some issues. Uh, up at their defensive line and how they had three pull bowlers in their secondary is beyond me. I'm going to take the Rams to win the game outright. The Philadelphia Eagles, they are at home favorite. Uh, they are on the road, excuse me. They are favored by a deuce taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And I, Jalen Hurts I said after the game on Sunday where he ran for 60 yards and two rushing touchdowns and Two for 300 plus yards and two passing touchdowns. The the the, the you know, that he, he implied that stats are for losers and wins the the and the stat the quarterbacks want want to look at the most is wins and losses. And the Philadelphia Eagles are, are I think will have a better matchup against Dallas uh, than they did against the Cardinals or. Even against even against the Saints and and yes the Saints uh they they beat the Saints but 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 they lose to the Cardinals and I think I think Jalen Hurts has the right attitude and the right approach uh, to playing the game of football. I'll take the Eagles to win in cover. The Green Bay Packers they are at home on Sunday Night Football favored by three and a half against the Tennessee Titans and. I'm going to grab the Titans with the points. I'll take the Packers to win. I I think this this comes down to Aaron Rodgers against that Tennessee defense and who get who gets the ball last here. I think is going to tell a lot about how I think this game is going to go. I you certainly can't knack uh, Tennessee's defense. You certainly can't knack Green Bay's defense either. But I think that, I think both both teams have, uh, have question marks on defense, and I think that will need to be addressed before the playoffs. But I think this is about Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers. I think he throws a last-minute last touchdown to Devontae Adams. They'll take the Packers to win by a field goal. So I'll grab the three-and-a-half points here with the Tennessee Titans. And finally, the last game on the schedule, the Buffalo Bills. They are at home. Um, uh, they are on the road, favored by seven, taking on the New England Patriots. Quick check on the Patriots. Still dead. Bills win. Bills cover. That'll do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. I hope you all have a very Merry Christmas and I'll be back here on the podcast on Monday to talk more about the world of sports. Until then, this is John Flynn signing off. Goodbye, everybody.